0: Everyone, we're in Psalm 2 this morning, and this is the uh, second message in relation to that psalm. I want to read the the, uh, psalm to you. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sits in the heaven shall laugh, the Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them his wrath, and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree the Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give you the heathen for your inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings. Be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and you perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are they that put their trust in him. (coughs) I want today... uh, to think of some of the names and what is said about the Lord Jesus in this psalm. Firstly, his name, God's anointed. Anointing was the act of consecration which identified and set a person apart for the work that they were called to do. And the three main offices or works were prophet, priest and king. And the Lord Jesus is all of these. The prophet comes out from God's presence and speaks for God. The priest goes into God's presence and speaks to God on behalf of his people as their representative before him. The king rules for God and acts for God on his behalf for the blessing of his people. Our Lord Jesus Christ is all of these, and he is, of course, perfect in all his ways, offices, and works. His prophetic ministry, Hebrews chapter 1 says, God, who at sundry times or various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken unto us by or in his Son. Regarding his priesthood, Hebrews chapter 4 says this, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession, for we have not an high priest that cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted, tested like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. In relation to his kingship, Revelation chapter 1 says this, Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth. Chapter 5 of the same book says this, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain, to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honour and glory and blessing. And you remember that well-known passage in Philippians chapter 2 says this, At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. At this moment in time, we have a rejected Saviour. who is, as the old hymn puts it, our Lord is now rejected and by the world disowned, by the many still neglected and by the few enthroned, but soon he'll come in glory. The hour is drawing nigh, for the crowning day is coming by and by. He came and was and still is not only God's messenger, as the prophets were, he is God's message, All that God wants to say to us is centred in his beloved Son. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. He said again, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Everything that God wants to say is in his Son. After his death, burial, and resurrection, after 40 days, revealing to his people the reality of his resurrection, he ascended back to heaven, and he is now our great high priest, our representative, the representative of his people before the throne of God above. My favourite hymn, I've quoted it uh, many times before, and I make no apologies for quoting it again, it's beautiful. Before the throne of God above, I have a strong, a perfect plea, a great high priest whose name is love, whoever lives and pleads for me. My name is graven on his hands. My name is written on his heart. I know that while in heaven he stands, no tongue can bid me thence depart. When Satan tempts me to despair and tells me of the guilt within, upward I look and see him there who made an end of all my sin. Because my sinless Saviour died, my sinful soul is counted free. For God, the just, is satisfied to look on him and pardon me. Behold him there, the risen Lamb, my perfect, spotless righteousness, the great, unchangeable I am, the King of glory and of grace. One with himself I cannot die. My soul is purchased by his blood. My life is hid with Christ on high. With Christ, my Saviour and my God. Beautiful. But finally for today, God says in our psalm, I have set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. There's a day coming... When the man of Calvary, who was crowned with a crown of thorns, you remember, and nailed above his head on that cruel cross, the words written in mockery and disdain, this is Jesus, the King of the Jews. He will come forth one day, soon, we believe, at the end of the tribulation period, the church having already been raptured, of course, before the tribulation, He will come forth to execute judgment on his enemies. And my Bible says in Revelation 19, he will be crowned with many crowns, many diadems, and a name written upon his thigh, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. This is God's anointed. This is my Saviour, and I commend him to you this morning. I wonder if he's your saviour too. God bless his word to you today.